Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host, G. Hey Wiley, your favorite Blasian. Oh, yeah. And today, we got a special guest coming live from Boston, Mass. The infamous, the notorious. Nah, he's cool as hell. My homie, the one and only. You may know him from Kiss 108, Mikey D. What up, what up, what up? Good to link up, man. Been boys for years, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I got to remember now, we we, we met, I want to say, at the greatest bar, right? In Boston? Yeah, I think definitely greatest bar across from the garden, right? In Boston. I think uh, think either I was interviewing you or chatting with you or all I know that definitely took shots with you. That That's where the yeah. connection started. Yeah, we were throwing some back for sure. Um, yeah, I think, uh, are you still doing the um, the show over there with Butch at, at the Greatest Bar? No, I, I did do it for like six or five years there, but um, I, I no longer do it anymore, but still have nothing but love for uh, the Fairweathers and the uh, Dirty Wire TV and Greatest Bar. So I love, love, love them all. Dope. Awesome. So yeah, uh, how did you kind of get into the, uh, the whole radio DJing interviewer? Um, yeah life well the, the radio game that's kind of a long journey it's been for me but i uh grew up in framingham out here in mass on the Stonehill, um out here in mass when i realized that i was nowhere near as big as tully and wasn't going to play in the nfl like damn i gotta figure out another fun job did you play um, football in, in in high school yeah I, pl- I played ball in high school and college at Stonehill. oh Stonehill, dope okay yeah no, no but um but i uh I was like throwing parties in college and I actually went to school to be a math teacher, which is crazy, but I was uh, doing the party thing. My brother was 10 years older. He is in radio. So I kind of was doing a part time. And then when I graduated college, I was going to go to grad school, be a teacher. Um, but randomly a station in Ithaca, New York hit me up and like, Hey, we want you to come out here and do uh, the night show. And literally the pay was like 19 grand a year. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there. So I went out there. And like a couple months into that, a station in Indianapolis hit me up and they ended up flying me out and met me and moved me to Indy. So when I moved to Indianapolis, I uh, did a radio show in Indy for a year and a half and had a great time and uh, did all that. And then my boss in Indy, uh, he had gotten fired. He went to Detroit. Um, when he got to Detroit, he called me, moved me to Detroit. So then I took a job in Detroit. Um, a year into being in Detroit, I actually got fired. And then I got picked up in Tampa, and I was moving to Tampa when Kiss 108 called me nine years ago, and that's when they moved me uh, back here to Boston. So that's like the very short journey uh, of how I uh, got to Kiss 108. Wow. And now, were these like talk radio shows, or? They, they uh, always were um, top 40 radio stations. Um, the only station that was a little more hip-hop leaning was the station in um, in Tampa, but everything was a top 40 radio station where I was you know, a personality on the radio station. And, uh, like now at Kiss on the Wait, I'm like, the, I'm like the music director. So I pick every song 24 seven. Mikey, I got a quick question for you. Is yeah. it Mike or Mikey? Do you have a pre- preference? As long as it's not Dickhead. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten to know you yet. So we'll, we'll wait on that, on that nickname. Um, 
No, I, I just wondered, um, out of all of these, obviously going back home is the best, right? You're, yeah. you're with, like, families right there and whatever. Like, um, yeah. Kelly and I are both from Cali. Like, to move back home is great, whatever. But what out of all of those, take Boston out of it, out of all of those, because that's a lot of stations, man. Out of all yeah. of those, which one was your favorite? A hundred percent Indianapolis. I, I had, uh, I met a great group of people there when I was there. I, uh, I, was at, I was, like, 23 years old, so I was, like, really out and about you know, coming from Boston and going to the Midwest, you really realize just how different people are. But like, really, it wasn't a good way. I still remember like the first time I was in India, I was at CVS and I was like buying something and the lady checking me out. I was like, how's your day going? And in my head, I was like, I'm not stealing anything. Why is she asking me questions? But it was just because people like actually ask you, how's your day going? So I, I connected and had a good time in um, Indianapolis. So it was probably, uh, like, probably the best year and a half you know, of my radio career outside of um, being back home in Boston. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's so weird that, like, Midwest people are on a different level, man. Facts. Like, they're just nice to be nice. And, like, everybody yeah. else is like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, why are you talking to me? 100%. Even, like, I still remember, too, like, in downtown Indy, like, when you like you park in Boston, like, it's, like, six minutes is, like, 42 bucks. Um, yeah. You park in downtown Indy, I still remember the parking garage had a big silver box. And they just like trusted you to put three bucks into this box. I was like, if this thing was in Boston, I'd have a baseball bat to it every weekend. And it'll be 46 bucks. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. The trust. And I, I bet you like to this day, if you went back to Indy, it'd be the exact same way. hundred percent. I, I actually still go back there. I used, to, I used to go back there every other month to DJ, um, but I still got a bunch of real estate out there. So I actually make it back there a decent amount. Nice. Where, where do you, um, where do you normally DJ for all those that want to go and hear you when you go so out there? In, uh, Indianapolis, there's a place right downtown. It's called Envy, E-N-V-Y. Um, that's a place, but it's, it's been different names like every other bar. But when I was living out there, it was called Sinsu. Um, and then it changed its name to Rebel. But it's, uh, it's like the biggest club right downtown. Really cool spot. And what station was that? Uh, I was actually on a station called Radio Now 100.9. Uh, out in Indianapolis, which crazy enough, just last week that station uh, flipped and it's gone now. But that I was that's where I was, and it was a legendary station out there. Huh. And the cool thing too about up there is I used to host DJ the um, the Indy Five Hundred, which is actually the biggest sport event in the world, it's like three hundred eighty or four hundred thousand people, and it is crazy. But every year I, I would host and DJ that, which is probably the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. That hands down is like when you walk into Indy, like it's uh, into the Indy 500, you can feel the like the shakes when you like w were walking in to um, into the area. It, it's yeah. fucking sick. You, but that's probably that's the most electric like sporting event I think I've ever been to. Have you, have you been to? Yeah. So it, it's so yeah, crazy. It's so, insane. Like, the big thing, like there's like obviously four turns in every circle, right? So like the turn three is called like the snake pit, right? So that's where like the yeah. DJs and the party is. But it's so wild because you're inside a racetrack, but you can't even ever see a car. Like, it's, just, it's, no. it's just like a sea of people. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, inside, the inside's the best. Yeah, the inside's the best. Oh, Tully, if you haven't gone, you got to go, man. It's, it's so sick. What time of year is that? You said what? What time of year is the Indy 500? When is um, that? Uh, it's, it's that long weekend of May. May 28th, whatever, May mm -hmm. 3rd. Okay. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, I think it always is. Yeah. But it, it's... You, uh, it's like a festival. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wildest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. Uh, and, dude, I, I, that was going to be my next question, but you already answered it. So, yeah. that dude, that is hands down the best party I think I've ever gone to. 
Um, I mean, outside of maybe like a few opening days, but I mean, that that <laughs> that thing rages. It goes off so cool. It, it, it uh, yeah, there's nothing like it. I still, I was so much younger then too, ten years ago when I was hosting it. But I still remember one year I got in super trouble because I was like. If you don't give a fuck about the race, you came at a party, make some noise, everybody goes nuts. But obviously, the people that hired me were not very happy about that. And then, then uh, I did like a, like a bikini contest, and I started a skin wind chant, and the girl got naked, and that didn't go very well either. But it's oh. like, it's, it's like, it's like, <laughs> awesome. you know, true storytelling, you're laughing at this. So the next year, they hired me again, and they're like, whatever you do, don't say skin wins, because that's what I had was saying when the girl got naked. So I got on, and again, I was wild, and I was a little more like, crazy i guess i would say but i was like i got on and i was like yo they just told me i can't say skin win so i'm gonna say skin you say win skin <laughs> it was, <laughs> i'm gonna send you videos and pictures from, from those days but that, that was uh oh man that was a wild time wow skin indianapolis huh you know <laughs> hey that's a new nickname right there that one can stick let's go i like uh, it i like it <laughs> wow so um, being an indie, was that like, um, you know, was that tough being from Boston just in, in the sports aspect? Because I know obviously there is a rivalry between Indy yeah. and Patriots. Uh, what was that like? Or, I mean, I, I don't know when you were 23, what, what year that was, but. Yeah. So we're talking like 2012, 2011, th th those years is when I lived in, uh, Indy. I mean, the, the cool thing though about Indy, which I, I did like was like for a medium or a, a Midwest city, that, that had the culture right? that had a big sports team and being from Boston, like sports of everything. So instead of taking it as like a rivalry, I was more just grateful that like the city I was in took pride in their sports. So like, yeah. did I ever become a Colts fan? No way. But like, it is always dope to be able to, and what I like about Indy and I'm totally, I'm sure you see this playing, but like those cities where the stadiums are like actually downtown, like Lucas oils downtown. It's just a different, like a different vibe than going out to Foxborough. Right. So it's like, it's pretty cool to be able to just like, you know, walk, I went to Indy like, and went to a Colts game this past season, and like my hotel was like four steps from from the thing. You just walk right over there, so that, that was pretty dope. And back then, in those years, I was kicking it with like most of the Pats, most of the Colts players. Like, like probably one of my best friends, Pat McAfee, who actually has like a dope. Um, you, you, you know Pat McAfee at all, Charlie? Yeah, I know he so, is. So, I don't know. Yeah, so Pat Pat has a dope. Like, uh, he's, a, he's like a broadcaster now, but he was like the um the punter, but he would um uh throw pat mcafee days and he would uh pay me in the radio station to broadcast live from random parking lots and and he would do like he would make all these outrageous games like he gave me put like motors on toilet seats and have toilet seat races you have human bowling you'd have all kinds of stuff so i would broadcast live for pat mcafee day and uh me and him would just hang out everybody would come to and it was a cool event of the him pierre garcon was other dude that was always with us but it was like uh it was just good to have like a major sports team around a lot of my like radio colleagues that like move to those smaller cities. It's rough when you don't have a big sports team because you're so used to having it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Indy's I actually, actually, I, I loved Indy. I, I mean, I, I didn't like Indy. Um, cause I, the only time I had been there was for the combine, mm -hmm. um, when I was coming out of college and it just seemed like a dry, like boring city, but I was, yeah. I was there recently Actually, this year I was in Indianapolis for a coaching convention. I didn't yeah. realize like the NCAA headquarters is there. Yeah, uh, and there's like bird scooters everywhere. And yeah, that, basically that, that's newer, yeah, yeah, and and I mean that's a newer thing. But 
I got to like check out some spots out there. It was it was like it was a popping city. I even went to yeah, uh, yeah. they have Dick's Last Resort. Have you been to that spot? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Where they like yell at you. Yeah, where they like, yeah, basically treat you like crap the whole time and yeah. they draw stuff on you. But uh no, I would definitely go back to Andy. It was it's it, it's a good time for sure. I would also say though, like in my years, I lucked out because the Super Bowl came like my first year there. So that like the whole city was, you know, when the Super Bowl comes to town, they get nicer hotels, the streets get cleaned up. So like yeah. I was there like prime time. The Super Bowl was there, you know, and I and I was younger, so it just kinda of, kind of clicked pretty good there. Yeah. Who who was in that Super Bowl? Was that the Patriots? I don't think so. I'd have to Google it actually. I gotta think. I, I, I didn't go to the game, but I did get all the parties. So, like you know how like Super Bowl town, they had the Playboy party, they have the um ESPN parties. I think Rihanna and Drake threw a party. So it was like um it was just cool to be a part of like uh that's when LMFAO had like party rock anthem and those songs. They did an event with us. So I can't remember playing the Super Bowl That's a good question. Huh. So great, great you've, met, you've met all these celebrities yep. through just DJing, but I gotta ask you, bro. Like, when did you have that like moment of awe with with a certain celebrity? It was like, wow, I can't believe I'm like sitting and talking with this guy or girl right now. When did I have that moment? Man, I feel like it, it happens like often. The biggest one that I would feel it on. So like, like for me, what I like the most is like not getting that moment where I'm interviewing this massive artist, but having someone I've interviewed a few times, but when I interviewed them the first time, they were really like nobody. And then like watching the career go, like like yeah. somebody like the chain smokers, like like the wild thing about them is like I still remember when they were like nobody before the song Selfie Pop, me and them DJ together in Cambridge and they were just like regular like DJs. And like that night, our big boss in LA was like, um, Yo, the song Selby's coming out. I want you to play it. And I texted Alex who had his number. I'm like, I'm going to play your songs. You want to like call in? He was in the T. He called in the radio station. I played Selby the first time ever. So then to see them go from that to the biggest DJs in the world and still like, you know, text and have a good, good relationship with them. Like, that, that's kind of my favorite thing is seeing the growth of them. Because the other day, same thing like with you and you're always around these, you know, big athletes. But they're, they're, they're just people, right? And they're just kind of figuring yeah. out as, as they go. So, I mean, people like that. I mean, me and Charlie Puth are still really tight. And he's somebody that, like, you know, we partied with in Boston. He was on Berkeley when he was trying to figure it all out. And, uh, I mean, those guys are definitely the um, the the ones that, like, like, I treasure those relationships the most. I mean, talking to Jack Harlow is dope. just because, And not because, like, I think he's the biggest guy I've ever talked to. But one, I caught him at, like, at his turning point. Like, right when he was going from, like, a hip-hop artists becoming mainstream and we just had a real good conversation about like life and like the people you surround yourself with and keeping your family close and he actually doesn't drink at all because he knows that like like right now is his moment and these moments come and go in a flash and he doesn't want to have anything messed it up so I, I think it's less of me like being like oh i can't believe that i'm with the guys right now more of like the connection that you're able to make with them you know yeah yeah and by the way telly Prince would cut your eyes out. That was the Super Bowl where my G-Men beat you. Oh. oh. <laughs> was there the really? second time, by the way. The second time, not the first time. The second I thought time. Prince was in Minnesota. That was the Minnesota one. Are you talking about Amukamara? Oh, that Prince. Yeah, okay. yeah that Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Super Bowl to forget, I guess. <laughs> well, it's also because that was a Super Bowl you weren't in, right? 
like you I went there. I wasn't in that one either. No. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was the the G men beating the Patriots again in 2012. <laughs> That was the Mayan calendar year. Yeah, that's the year I retired and everything. Yeah, year to forget. Year to forget. I love how quiet it just got for people. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, so, so, but, but what's the next question here? <laughs> so moving on. Um, so, so Mikey, what, what? Um, I know you're you're doing the Kiss One Away DJ thing, but what else are you doing outside of that? I know we we got to actually hang out the other night. Uh, I know you're doing some real estate stuff, but. Yeah. Um, are you doing? I can, and I know you had the the interview with Jack Harlow. I actually watched that. Um, yeah. is, is that through Kiss One Hundred Eight, or do you have your own kind of um, podcast that you're doing on the side? Yeah. So again, uh, with my role at Kiss One Hundred Eight as music director, basically, like what that explains, and what that is, is like I'm the liaison between the record labels and and, and the radio station. So like, if uh, a record label wants to get a song played, like I'm the guy they go through and all that kind of stuff. And so that helps me get closer to the artist. And so the interview, yes, that would come to me through the radio station or through my relationship with the record label. They're like, oh, Jackson Town, do you want to interview dropping a buy? Um, but for me and, and, and my vision of radio, and I, I think we live in a world now where media is so visually consumed and like something just being on the radio isn't what it once was. Not, and I'm not talking bad about radio, it's my, my profession, but I think we need to be better as an industry of making things into reels, being on social media, being a full video on YouTube, being on the radio. So now you're 360 and like people can see it in more than, in more than one angle. So I actually have my own video guy um, on my payroll outside of the radio station that does all my content for me. Um, so that interview that came through me from the radio station, but then I'm the one that like would take it and make it bigger and make it into all the clips and do all those things. Uh, like, like in comparison, like I did the Killer Roy one last week, another radio station, which I love them all because we're all, you know, we're all fighting for the same medium, but like, you know, if they don't have an infrastructure of the video team, the video guy, their stuff hasn't even posted yet. Right. And I'm already posting my fourth clip of it. So I just think that radio in general as an industry needs to be better at focusing on the value of, um, of social media, of YouTube, of getting, being visual, of being out and about and, and doing things the right way. We live in a world now where, you know, some random kid in his mom's basement can, can make their videos look so great and so good. And and if we don't keep that standard up for radio, then I think radio falls by the wayside. Oh, yeah, I was, I, I'm interested in hearing that uh, point of view from you because yeah. I don't feel like people listen to the radio as much as they used to. Yeah. And, you know, just with with all the the platforms now with Spotify, iTunes, everything, YouTube, do you do you see the radio having to compete with social media or do you think it's neck and neck or do you do you maybe think radio might be phasing out? So I guess so I, I um, and I work for a major company that owns like for iHeartMedia owns majority of races across the country. Uh, luckily, my local boss really runs every station for top 40 in the country. So I have them like right close to me so I can really push my ideas. But for years and really just in the past like three months, you know, our research and they've confirmed what I'm saying is true. But like I've always said, I'm not competing with any radio station. I'm not competing with Mix down the street. I'm not competing with Hot 969, Jim Apple 5, which is one hallway over. I, I think we're a medium that's fighting against the iPhone, right? So I, I think that like, like our my biggest competitor every day is what you just said, is that girl with the iPhone that has the aux cord or has the Bluetooth and all that. Um, 
So I think that the value becomes in, in the talents and the people like me and our morning show, Billy and Lisa, and, and making that emotional connection with the listener. Because what do we have to offer that a Spotify wouldn't? And is we're inclusive and we're a part of your city. So, so in my mind, and what I like to try and get across is like Spotify is your way to, you know, escape the world. If you put it in, nobody's going to talk. You're just going to listen to your music and you hear what you want to hear. But radio is your way to join the world. I'm going to talk about the fact that fucking cloudy out of rainy. I'm going to talk about the Pats game. I'm going to tell you that Tom Brady retired or Gronk did this. We're going to we're going to make a joke about the girl that cheated on her boyfriend and got caught. So, so we, we have to make those emotional connections. And yes, it, it, it's harder and harder now than it's ever been because, I mean, you have kids, Tully, but you see it. Their attention's every fucking, they're, they're, they're just all over the place. They have right. their iPad going, they have their phone going, they have probably music playing in the background, YouTube's on the laptop. So it's like, we, we, we have to work harder and harder to build um, an emotional connection that brings them back to the radio. And it's not even just about the radio, like again, for our company, iHeart, we have the iHeart radio app, which actually is the, the number one, has the most podcasts in the world. We have um, all our festivals and all our shows and all that stuff. But to like, you know, bring it all the way down and you said yes i mean especially with covid and even with COVID, like radio listening has changed and diminished but i think it's our job to to, to be big personalities to be many superstars in your hometown to to connect with your people be at charity events do the club gigs that i do shaking hands being out and about and like it's almost like you got to build that brand so then somebody like tully said yo let's go on a podcast and now we're talking about kiss 108 again but like if I if I wasn't out about meeting you and doing things, then it doesn't get pulled back in. So I, I bring it back to the brands and your ability to connect to your city, and that 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 that's really in my mind the only way that radio continues to succeed. Yeah. I mean, well, it's you like you said too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go no, go ahead, Tully. No, I was just going to reiterate what you were saying about that you're competing with the, the iPhone, but also you're competing with people's attention spans and yeah. what ropes people in is really like the, that emotional connection, things that people can relate to. So a hundred percent, as long as you're doing that, I think the radio stays in the game. And, and if you do it incorrectly, it, it, it can be um, diminishing. So, right. So if you're talking with other people aren't interested in, or you're not relating or you're talking down or you're not connecting. Now you're just turning people away more. And, I, and I, that, that could be even worse. And I have battles and meetings all the time about explaining like, if we do this, you know, now we're even more that fake thing in the sky or it's kind of like, like, like if we don't do things correctly, it actually can hinder us even more. So, so, so it's even more important to do them correctly because now you get the positive side of it too. I mean, I think that also getting the youth involved, right? That's mm -hmm. like, that's where it's going to keep, this is why Disney will never die, by the yeah, way, in my, my personal opinion. Right, yeah. Yeah, Disney will never die. I literally was having this conversation with Clark Tully with my boyfriend, and I was like, shout out to Clark. Um, I was like, you know why Disney will never die? It was like a random thought that just popped in my head. I'm like, because there's children. And he's like, yeah, yeah. but what if the, the families get fed up and da da da? Because there's a lot of protests going on with Disney and yeah. stuff like that, which I won't even talk about. But I'm like, it doesn't matter because this is the generation of, unfortunately, some of these, a lot of these parents, they shove an iPhone in front of you and what's playing? Disney. What's yep. playing like the, you know, the next Hulu special or whatever. Like that's why these mediums will never die ever. If you guys get to the kids too, and you have programs for radio or whatever, which is, I think what also, you know, I'm doing, I, I work for a Raj Markazi for 1090 and we're on 98.5, the fan in Vegas. And we're on in Hawaii yep. as well, but we're sports radio. We're not on you as this level of iHeart yet. Um, but 
having the next generation consistently talk or think or want to be involved in that medium, that's going to help build your brand as well, right? Which I'm assuming that's what iHeart does. Like yeah, they yeah, reach yeah, out yeah. to the younger generation. Yeah, you're 100% spot on. I could get in like a deeper conversation about it. Um, but I could talk about it forever. But like the, the interesting thing about the, the, the when you say younger, you say like teenagers or like young 20s, just so I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, for, for your, well, for your medium, yeah, it should be. It's it's kids that can under, that like will still listen to the music. I mean, I, I, I would assume like what, like, I mean, this is so aging me because like I didn't start listening to top 40 stuff until I was like 12. So, I mean, yeah. there are kids now that are like eight, seven, you know, years old that listen to top 40 stuff and they're listening to the non-edited version right now because they have access to that, right? Access, but, um, yeah, there's access to everything now. <laughs> yeah, right? So I, what I'm thinking is like just the average age would be like teenagers all the way, like, and take that for what you will, 13 all the way till, you know, maybe 25. 20, 27, that's your normal market, I would assume, right? For like top 40. Yeah, well, our, our, our target market is 1834, but we, but we want to make sure we mm -hmm. own the teenage demo too, because that's our next, they're, they're the next stop. So you want to always be cycling through it. Um, but like, so the interesting thing about like the teens are like even like below our target demographic. And I ask for it means all the time too, because, um, and I'm talking right now, my thoughts, not iHeart's thoughts, but um, uh, like, like, TikTok obviously is huge, right? It's big. It blew up over COVID, the biggest thing in the world. So these songs go viral on TikTok, and so a lot of times, I think radio can make this mistake at times of being like, um, "This TikTok song is so big, it's doing all these things, right? We gotta play it because then the kids are gonna like us again." So then you play the song that you're old. The demographic is like, "What the hell is this?" But you're doing it to get the kids back, but. So think about it logically. Just because I start, just because that song goes on, Kiss 108, it's not like a teenager somewhere in Medford. It's like, oh shit, they're now playing that song. Let me go on the radio. It, 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 right. It's almost like my analogy is when like a like um like or when a club GM is like, uh, hey, no hip hop. You know, remember, no hip hop, no hip hop. I'm like, All right. if I play a hip hop song, a ghetto crowd and come out of the speakers and disappear, like it's up again in the fucking front door. <laughs> Like, I, I, I always hated that, like, mentality. But staying on the radio with that. So I think for us to connect with Younger Demo is doing those interviews with artists, also with, with TikTok kids and all that, but then editing them correctly and making them look like what they see all day when they swipe through and there's zombie scrolls. And then they see that guy with a Venus hat, but he's talking to their favorite artist. Now that guy's like, oh, who is that kid? And so now, like, that's how you pull them back in. In my mind, it's not like a quick... Like, oh, we played this TikTok song and come back. No, it's years and years of branding and, and, and living life like that. And that's why even for me, I'm continually, well, I'm very lucky that my local boss allows me to, to, to do things my way. But like, I'm always on social media, but looking for that, like, guy or girl, but a girl, um, you know, who's young, who's living the, the social media life that connects with that, that, who speaks that language. Is, no matter how many times I, I can fake being young forever, but, like, like <laughs> I know, but I, I need that girl or guy that is 20, 21, 22 that does that. So right. I, I mean, I just hired a, a girl from my show on Afternoon Drive, but she, I mean, she's like the epitome of all that. And and I think if radio doesn't do that and, and continues to have, you know, older people running a top 40 radio, not running, but like even me, like I'm aging myself out of the demo, even though I, I right. still act young, but like I, we, we need to keep that 
that youthful stuff coming in, like you're saying, and that that's why I take pride in finding those talents and and then giving them a platform. Because I mean, radio still is always going to be the megaphone, even if I find the biggest influencer in Boston. Um, they're still going to love being on Kiss Away because what does Kiss Away do? It makes them legit. It makes them different. Everybody has a million followers nowadays. Everybody has this. I mean, but 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 putting them on the radio gives them like, like a legitimate. So you, you still have the ability to accomplish everything you want over here, but now you have another outlet. And why wouldn't you use another outlet if you had it, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, like, and I think that people said this during, you know, when we were kids, like, you're the next generation. So you guys are the ones that are going to be like setting the trends and stuff like that. Like now, like you said, we're aging ourselves out of that. And yeah, yeah. now the next generation has to come up and do that, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, it's, it's just interesting now how it's done, um, how, how it's done now versus how it was probably done when you first started getting into radio. It's such an, it's such an interesting gap. Or yeah. interesting, like history lesson. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's, it's evolving for sure, but it's forever evolving. And, and as long in radio, needs to make sure that we evolve with it and not just like, I, I get very mad too when we're like, well, we've always done this way. And I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck. We've always done it. Like, like let's do it how, like, like let's just think logically here. And, and, right. and, and the logical answer is usually the fucking right one, you know? Right. right. Well, it's, it's interesting that a lot of like, artists that I know. Um, that are either up and coming or, or have made it. Um, you hear some guys saying like, well, I don't need the radio or screw the radio. Like, I'm just going to, you know, go to YouTube or like, so people are, but like you just said, the radio can't hurt your brand. And if anything, it legitimizes it. So yeah, I always dreamed as an art, like as a music artist to get my song played on the radio. I feel like I don't care how many views, how many followers, like if your song's not played on the radio, you still haven't made it yet. Yeah, and I, and I think people need to remember that and like, you know, yeah, the mentality is you don't need the radio. And I remember like the whole payola days where people were paying to get their, their songs played on the radio. Right, yep. And it's like, you know, right. And so it's like now, you know, you have to be trending on TikTok or you, know, you have to be you have to have a certain amount of views. And I don't even know how the whole process is now for for an artist to actually get heard on the radio um, I, without getting the clout first. Like, um, like if, you, if, you, if you saw my like schedule today or like like today so like on a friday starting at 9 a.m all the way to one i have uh 30 minute zooms with ev the head of every record label so i can screenshot you telling my calendar but it's columbia for a half hour epic sony um you know interscope boom, boom, boom. So, 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 so they're head of their labels again it's kissing away you know the third biggest pop station in the country they're sitting there like come on we got this kid he's streaming he's doing this you know, it's researching here, you know, da, 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 so their job is to, you know, convince us to, to, to give them a spot on our radio station. And they still take that very seriously. But like what you're saying, there are a ton of ours that yeah, don't need radio. And I'm, I'm fully aware that you can actually make so much money on streaming and so much of things. I'm tired with Mike Studd, who's completely successful, but barely touched your radio. This first song closer, or even like Russ, who I'm cool with, like all those guys can do very well. But what radio still will always do is, again, makes you legit and, and really can make you a household name. I mean, if we use Olivia Rodrigo for an example, like she had a TikTok trend and she was, her driver's license was blowing up. It was huge. It was all over TikTok. But she wasn't at the point where, like, your grandma knew her name and your kids knew her name and your mom knew her name. 
But then when radio and iHeart get behind it, and all of a sudden now it's on every station in the country, because we then we don't think of our footprint as just the million people that listen to Kiss One Away, but we are on a station in every market, and so our footprint's really, you know, a hundred million people. Because mm-hmm. once one one person, once my boss makes a decision that this is the song that we're going to dive into, every station in the country plays it. So that, that we, we we work almost as a unit. So now we have the ability to, to take that person from a, from a trend that's cool and people who are on TikTok know it. So like, oh shit, now it's playing everywhere in the country. And I actually always will ask the artist. I mean, I just did it with Kid Leroy, 24K Golden, who had number one hit, Kid Leroy had number one song with Stay. Um, I was like, yo, like Mike's off. Like, just really, like, why do you care about being played in the radio? And 24K Golden gave me the best answer. He was like, to be honest, in my group of friends, everybody's gone viral. Everybody streams a million. Like, but like, not all of us get on the radio. Like, for us, streaming a million is not 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 hard or going viral is not hard but like when you get on the radio it's almost like you made the all-star team so like there's a lot of nba players nfl players that like have great careers but never made the all-star team so th- that was how he explained it and i'm like damn for for at that point he's like 19 years old i was like damn that's a pretty good way to explain it no so, that's, that's awesome that's like winning a championship not everybody in the nfl's won a ring yeah, not everybody exactly. you know so that's a great analogy so real quick, what what do you say to a, a an artist that may not have a million streams or may not have a big following, but is super talented, has a great song, a record? Um, how can they get like? Is there any way for them to even get on the radio if they're not signed to a record deal or they're not a big time social media viral artist? Like, is that even possible nowadays? Uh- I think anything's possible. I mean, that, but that's definitely a hard question. That, that's like, like could you hear question. a song? Like, could I play you one of my songs? And you'd be like, damn, Tully, this song slaps, bro. This is fire. I'm going to play this on the radio tomorrow. I mean, I mean, I mean, could I? Like, like, could I? Yes. Like, I, I run the races. So yes, I could. Would I get reprimanded or be like, what the fuck did you just do? Probably. But I, what, I, what I would do is get it in front of the right people, right? So I would get it in front of, it, it's a big, like, I can run Kiss on the Way, but like, for a song to really go on rotation, it's a bigger thing for the iHeart that coming across the globe. But but your original question, that's a tough one because I have so many friends that are, are very successful in music and that, you know, I would love to play more. But, like, just, like, realistically thinking, like, if I, if I have three new music spl- spots in daytime and I'm not playing the new, I don't know, just say Harry Styles song yet, how am I going to give it to this? All the random song, but yeah. my, my my response is b- building the brand. The same thing I would say to someone trying to get in the radio, or get in TV, or even become an athlete nowadays. Like, keep building your brand, keep putting the content out, keep keep building your platform. Because then, when you do have something pop, like if you come back to your page, there's more of you to consume. I, I see all the time when artists have a song pop, but like they have nothing on their page, right, or nothing on their Spotify. So, like me, so, so for the listener. Oh my god, this song's awesome! I hear it everywhere. I go to the, their page and I want more of them, and I can't get it. But that, but that's we're going back to building a connection. The way somebody builds a connection with you is they go, they go to find you, and they see fifty songs, and then and they learn about your life and all those songs, and now they're your fan forever. And now, and now you have the ability to do it. So that, that I think another day building that brand, and and I also have always said like be a grassroots type person as far even in music, like own your town own your city, own your state, and, and keep going. And, and I think that's that's mm. one of my favorite things for an artist to do is just to, to keep building their craft. Love it. 
cool, man. I, I bet you get requests all the time. Like, hey, bro, can you play my song? Yeah, no, all the time. But, but, but like, I would like, like for that person, I would love to come sit on my Friday meetings and, and like see like the head of record labels, like you know, fighting for us to play. You know, I, I don't I'm trying to think of a song on my head, but like a, like the Nicki Minaj song right now. Like or like, so it's like it it. it that would help somebody understand how out of place it would be to play the random Nick Smith song when I'm not playing Nick and Nash on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a toughie. <laughs> so, but, like, it, but, it, 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 but it's hard to understand. But, you know, I, I do see both sides of that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see both sides of that. Yeah. Plus, you got to play the song. Like, you can't just play a song once. Usually, if it's like a hit song, like a Harry Styles or somebody, that song's going to get played multiple times throughout yeah, the day and the week. And, 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 and to what you just said, is a point that I've had forever is, again, with radio listening, different people are in other cars differently. Everything is different, right? Um, it takes even more exposure. Like, I've done tests with songs with like big artist songs that like other stations aren't playing or aren't streaming. And I'm like, I'll bang them on the radio to see how long it takes for that. Because we, we, we do every every other week we do perceptual studies. So I get like, I get reports back of this song's 30% familiar or 80% familiar. 10% people hate the song. Everybody loves the song, blah, blah, blah. But the, the amount of spins on Kiss 108 that I need to have for a song to become familiar is even more than it used to be because again, everybody's so sporadic um, with their attention. So like, it doesn't benefit anybody for me to play a song once. It doesn't even benefit the label yeah. for that big song once. Like, like my mentality is I want to start playing when I know this song is going to be a hit for the radio station. It's going to be a hit in the world. And I'm going to start playing it every other, I'm going to play it a lot. Like, I, it doesn't, it, it only hurts me, the station and that artist for me to like just throw it on at 7 PM one time randomly, you know, like it's cool for that artist. So like, I get that. Um, but like, but it doesn't benefit. There's no benefit to the listener. So real quick, how, and, and then we'll get into the, the, the rundown. Um, if, if I listen to a song on the radio and I'm like, this song is trash and yeah. I like, and I change the channel, like, does mm -hmm. that affect that song? Like, can you actively like get a song to stop playing by like switching the channel or not? Like, how do I get a song to stop playing on the radio? So, so the, the truth <laughs> I sound like a hater, but you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the truth about it works. So radio TV, they're both rated the same way. They have uh, like, like, like we call them people meters. So like um, it's a little meter that X amount of people have and, it, and it, it pays attention to what they listen to and when they listen to it, right? So I'm just going to use random numbers just for, to make it round. So say there's uh, a thousand people that, that live in Boston, right? But 10 have meters. Those 10, each person represents 10 people, right? So they're a sample size that represents the, the, the general public. So yes, if you had a meter, yes, every time you switch the station, I'd be able to see that. And we get a thing called an, an M score that if it, if it goes negative for a song, that means that more often than not, somebody changed the station. If it's positive, it meant they kept it on. So that's how I see like the changing. And then and that, that's what I call um, not perceptual, but like a, a, like a number study. But then every other week, we also get a hundred people and play them our, our 40 songs. Just, and they say, I love it, hate it. And they can write stuff down and we do a survey that way too. So as far as actual action on the radio, yes, it's that meter. As far as getting the reaction of if they know a song, like a song, hate a song, or sick of a song, that would be a, a qualitative study. So one's quantitative, one's qualitative. 
Very interesting. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's a crazy world. It's, it's actually, I think it, at some points becomes too much science and not enough gut. But I mean, again, probably the same fucking thing as an athlete. Like that guy who watches so much tape that they don't even like act like an athlete anymore, you know? You overthink yeah. everything, you overvalue everything. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, because I used to think there was like a 15 second mark. Like if I could just, if I change the channel in the first 15 seconds, this song is going to get dropped. <laughs> fingers in Boston right here. <laughs> I got to give me a meter. All right, <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, we're at the time of the show. I know we can go keep going and on about, about music, yeah. but we got to hit you with the rundown and get you up out of here, bro. So yes, with no further ado, first question of the rundown for Mikey V. And everyone gets this question. Would you rather be a bird or a fish? Bird. Damn. Why, you a fish? I'm a fish, bro. But almost nah, I don't everybody like is a bird on this show. Everybody says bird, bro. I think we've only had one other person say fish. Yeah, we we have only had one other person say fish. So you're not alone flying in the sky, brother. There we go. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, would you rather give up air conditioning or heating for the rest of your life? Give up AC... Or heating. Heating in the winter. You know, that's a tough one. They both suck. Can I move or am I still living in Boston no matter what? <laughs> no, nah, we're in the bean. We're in the bean. Oh, man. Oh, AC or no heat. I think I got to say I'd rather give up AC. Because no uh, heat in the winter here, you're fucking going to die. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have I know. I you. I tried to give up no AC just yesterday with you, and it wasn't too funny either. So. <laughs> and I lost a few pounds with you, bro, the other so day. So maybe it'll be a good thing. Maybe I'll burn some calories. There you go. Okay. No AC it is. All right. Next question. Um, would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night? Well, I would say I'm at the point in my life where that might be finally turning. I think if you asked me that about 15 minutes ago or any other part of my life before that, I would say I would rather never be able to go out during the day. But I think I think now probably now I'll give myself six more months. I'm going to say still that <laughs> I'd rather never go out during the day. I'm staying young for six more months. Uh, OK. Nighttime lit. OK. All right, I respect that one. OK, next question. Uh, would you rather have a sing-off with Ariana Grande or a dance-off with Rihanna? <laughs> dance-off with Rihanna. Just to, just to dance with Rihanna. Right? That was, a, <laughs> that was a layup right there. I'm losing both of them, right? I might as well have fun in one of them. Right. <laughs> You're definitely going to lose. All right. A uh, couple more. Would you rather spend a week in a forest or one night in a real haunted house? A week, a week in a forest. I don't fuck haunted houses. Mm. You believe in ghosts, huh? I don't know if I believe in ghosts. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, if it says I it's feel, haunted, I feel like that night could feel like a week. Yeah. Well, what about, house. well, what about the fact? Because like, there are some forests that are like legit, no joke, like serial killer, murder stuff, or whatever, where you guys are from. Like, not, it's not. See, now you're getting me thinking. We, we need to classify <laughs> the forest. <laughs> Like, 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 food, like will be well lit. <laughs> yeah, like, like, 
Can my, can my life not be in danger, but I just got to deal with living in a forest. That's how I envisioned it. Yeah, you stay alive. You won't, you won't die. But you got to stay in. You got to stick. But, you know. Oh, okay. Well, oh, like in both scenarios, uh, though? I guess the chance of dying has to be a part of the question, but we don't we don't have to go that deep. It's <laughs> getting deep. Okay. All right. Couple more. Uh, would you rather have a child every 20 years or never have any children at all? I think I, I think I'd rather have a child every 20 years. I, I I do want to have a kid at some point, so I gotta figure that one out. I like it. I can see a little Mikey V running around. Yeah. With the hat. <laughs> Okay, um, and last question uh, before the moment of truth. Would you rather have bad, serious gas on your first date or on your wedding night? I, I, I think you're more comfortable on, on your wedding night, right? So I might as well let go of that and just around your friends and family. Right? I think so. I, I mean, the first date... You never get to the wedding night. That's the situation. I was about to say, I'm like, let them know how you live, man. Let them know how you live. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. If you can't have gas in front of her, then she's not the one for you. I don't know what to say. She is not the one for you. But But she might might say no. She might say no at the altar, bro. That might be the deal breaker. Well, then maybe I mean, you thought the guy let her know was... off the gates. Like you got to let him off every now and then. You know what but mean? maybe, but maybe the maybe the gas. If she if she says no at the altar, the gas is not the problem. Like yeah, there's him issues. him farting in front of her at, at the first date was not the issue. For yeah. really, yeah. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to get deeper into this, but I just I don't know. As a woman, I'd be like, she she's probably like. Something else happened that she just—I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll move off of that one, and we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into the moment, the moment of truth for Mikey. I'm making all y'all fuckers freaking awkward. <laughs> yeah. You're overthinking a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so for the for the moment of truth for Mikey V, if um, if you can run your own uh, venue. Or let's just say your own like festival, um, the Mikey V Festival. Yeah. Where would you have it? What venue would you have it? And who would be your headliners? Man, you know, I uh, right now I actually went to a festival in January in Tulum, which was dope. So I'm gonna pick Tulum because I loved it out there. It just can't mm. be in the summer because it's too hot. Um, you say who my headliners be? Yeah, and I know I don't know if you could do that. I don't know if you want to exclude anybody, but you may yeah. have some personal favorites. I, I I think it would be a, a like a strong mixture, but like if I'm gonna play it off who I wanna see, it would have to be a throwback hip hop artist. Like um either like a 50, a uh a, a Ja Rule, a Nelly, like like the like the little commercial throwback hip hop. Like that that would be one of them. They gotta be alive, right? Yeah. No, um, they could be dead or alive. We can make it, yeah. Dead or alive? Well, well, I'll keep it alive because dead is just. I mean, I could go on for an hour and a half. It'd be a big. I big mean, there's festival. holograms. There's I like mean, holograms true. you can put up. I mean, I, I would love to see Biggie, but um, and then I would think that Drake's got to be there, and then I would go with the dudes that like 
I like enjoy kicking it with. Like I would definitely put chain smokers there. They always bring good energy. And who's better than an EDM or, or like a DJ at a festival? I think that I would love be it. Like my, oh yeah, then I gotta get a chick in there too. Um, who my favorite? I mean, I probably would go to Dua Lipa because I know that girls love Dua Lipa. Doja Cat. Mm. I don't know. I can go on and on. You, got, you have to limit me to like three or five or something. No, I think you did. I think you nailed it with those those right. three to five right there. Well, that, if that, it's that a weekend, well, if it's a weekend festival, you have like a plethora of decisions. Like it could no, be. You see these weekend festivals, they have like 20 acts a night, I feel like. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also like all throughout the day, right? So like you're not yeah. just like they're not just doing it at night. They're like, they're going, you know, from like noon till the next day. It's not like Dude, a Woodstock I, situation. When I, but... when I was in Tulum, I, if I, when I would leave like the festival, whatever, like I don't know, 6 a.m. Cause the fucking sun's coming up. I'll be like the first motherfucker leaving that festival. I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? But yeah, they go all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Burning Man's this weekend. It's my birthday weekend. I was thinking of going, but. You should. Nah, I don't know if I'm ready for Burning Man, bro. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. Have you been? No, I had not been. I've only seen videos. Yeah. I'm actually not a huge festival guy, to be honest, because I'm not like like clean showers and normal bathrooms. So like I thought Wait, so, so speaking speaking of that though, what about Splash House? Have you gone to Splash House? I'm not Splash House? No, I've never been. Because I suggest that entirely. It's freaking amazing. We're it's so much fun. Is it public What's showering though? No, it's it's a pool party. It's like you pop from pool party to pool party. Oh, that sounds dope. I, I can do that. I like that. Yeah. So it's so all like three... party in the jungle thing. It's a little weird for me sometimes. Yeah, no. This is like, it's in Palm Springs. And you, shout out to Splash House. I'm so bummed I'm not there for all three weeks that they did this festival. Um, but I, um, you go, um, you, you can either Airbnb, which is that's what me and a group of my friends do, or you can get a hotel, you can get a room at one of the three hotels that they host the um, festival at and then the after hours is at the airport hangar uh, so, that's yeah it. and it doesn't go all night this is like for people that can be old too so it yeah, doesn't yeah, go all night I it goes till like three or four in the morning yeah okay well i want to go to mikey v's festival i know let's do it baby i want VIP. we just spoke that tickets, into existence baby. baby let's go i like that we'll start working on that one together let's go work on that in saloon i'm down love it well, thank you guys for having me. As always, tell you the man. Great to meet you, and let's uh, let, let's Wonderful keep looking to meet up. You, you got Absolutely. it, brother. Thanks for being on the show, man. We'll, Later, guys. We'll, we'll be talking soon. All right, that's our Bye. show, folks. Ha ha ha! Let a baller no. if he. Should I hit him? Should I spit him? Should I get him? You should just finish roll with him, then I sit him down. Get up now, put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.